Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life, the show that's all about spiritual direction, gaining the help and the hope that we need to take the next few steps in our journey of faith this day. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond today. My local show for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis is called Practicing Catholic and airs each weekend on Relevant Radio 1330 AM in there in the Twin Cities. But show archives and podcasted interviews are available for anyone on our show website, which is practicingcatholicshow.com. Well, today here on The Inner Life, we are talking about the peace of Christ, the peace of Christ. And even though it does transcend all understanding, it's not meant to be distant from us. Rather, of course, it is a gift to us. Jesus himself promises us his peace. He gives his peace generously in the Gospels. But the question may, uh, may be that how do we properly receive it? Helping us out along our journey today and answering that question and more, more of your questions on the peace of Christ, is our spiritual director, Father Matthew Witter, who is a priest serving as pastor at St. John Newman, St. William, St. Joseph, and St. Mary in Waukesha, Wisconsin, in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Father Witter, good to be with you today. Thanks, Patrick. Great to, great to be with you, and I think a, a, a good topic, especially now, for us to, to delve into today. Right. Yeah, certainly. There are, there's a lot of disruption to the peace, certainly in our outside world, but also, as always, there's disruption or threats of disruption of, to Christ's peace in our inner world as well. Um, so, Father, maybe you can start off just with giving us a sense of where, does, where would you start in describing where does the peace of Christ come from? The peace of Christ comes from a, a sharing in the inner life of God itself, and as, as you pointed out in, in our introduction a bit, you know God God has given us this this gift of peace. The Lord, you know, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I send you, and so the, the Lord wishes us to receive this gift. But this gift only comes if we're abiding in Christ, if we're if we're connected to Christ, and so that's the that's the origin first and foremost. That that in order to receive this gift. We have to make sure that our that our lives are are ordered with with Jesus Christ at the very center, because when something else seeks to take the place of Christ, uh, that's when the uh, so often that 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 lack of peace, that that inner restlessness comes from when when something or someone else takes the place of Christ, um, and so we we cannot live into the gift of peace unless we we look to the, the very source of peace itself. You can't give what you don't have, and Christ has peace. But we have to be we have to be abiding in Him. Yeah, I know order is a big theme uh, all the way through the scriptures. We see God bringing order out of chaos, even in the very first chapter of Genesis, right? And so, uh, but we can see that ordered in our own lives as well. 
And uh, yeah, we can order or disorder our our own lives, that God gives us the freedom to do that. So maybe a few practical steps, steps even right now, practical suggestions that you might have, Father, on what does a well-ordered life look like, or what are some practical things we can do to order our life so as to receive the peace that Jesus himself offers? Yep, great, great question. And I think that that word order and peace it might be for some of our listeners really like, you know, how does that, how does that go together? But even the, the catechism talks about peace being the tranquility of order, and then that peace is the work of justice and the effect of charity. Peace is the work of justice and the effect of charity. And so when we talk about those practical things, you know, what, what, is, what is justice? Justice is to give uh, God his due and to give uh, our neighbor uh, his or her due, you know, to, to love God with our whole heart and to love, uh, to love our, our brothers and sisters as ourselves. And so that's the, the general kind of construct that we're looking to, to order our lives in a way of. And, you know, so how do we, you know, get what, we, you know what, what do we owe God in justice? We owe God worship in justice. You know, worship is a way of, of, of placing our lives in proper order, starting with, with the Mass, placing that at the, the center of our week. That's giving God what, what, what God is doing, is, is our worship. And then, you know, loving, loving our neighbor in that, that sense of charity. And, and what does love look like? It's, you know, forget about me, I love you. And so it's, there's a sense of, of selflessness, selflessness to it. And so uh, to love God is, is, are we putting Christ at the center of life? Are we you know, putting the Mass at the heart of our of, of our encounter with the Lord, especially on, on Sunday, is our prayer life there? Are we in relationship with Jesus? And then in the people that the Lord has placed in our, in our circles and around us, uh, are we seeking to love them with, with the Lord's heart? I think those two things are just a good general um, way of looking at our lives. Are we, are we seeking to love the Lord? Are we loving our neighbor as ourselves? We're talking with Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life, and we're talking about the peace of Christ, just saying how ordering our lives, ordering our lives and placing God at the absolute center of that is a great first step of, at least, of uh, getting to see God's peace, Christ's peace in our lives. Father, let's turn to the scriptures here for just a moment. So what was going through my head as I offered the opening of the show and talking a little bit about the peace of Christ was... From John chapter 20, uh, right at the, on Resurrection Sunday, on Easter Sunday, right, Jesus appears to where the disciples are behind shut and locked doors for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them, and he says to them, peace be with you. Then uh, St. John goes on to say, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Any thoughts as to why Jesus would say that? Peace be with you twice. Well, you know, this is right after, like you said, this is this is Sunday of the resurrection. You know, just prior, three days before, all the disciples but one had left him. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. And imagine when they see the Lord walk in, it's like, oh my, is is he coming to condemn us? Is he coming to wipe <laughs> us off the face of the earth? Is he coming to, right. you know, give us a you know a stern talking to? You know, and just just the disbelief. I mean, and then, I mean, all those things. Just the disbelief of seeing someone that um, you know John saw with his own eyes, but everyone else knew. The, you know, the brutal, the brutality of of the crucifixion, and you know, just to see him, like it's like, whoa, like oh, how is this happening? And then, what's he going to do to us? We, you know, we we all abandoned him. There, you know, the, the doors are locked. They're they're in fear, 
And, and so Jesus' words, peace be with you, are so powerful. And it's, it's, it's a powerful, powerful example for us because in the midst of our sin, in the midst of our shortcomings, in the midst of our, our own weaknesses, the Lord does not come in to try to blast us off the face of the earth or try to, to condemn us, but the Lord, first and foremost, the Lord has a reconciling mission. The Lord has come to reconcile us to the, to, uh, to the Father. And so Jesus steps in, and, and what's the way to do that? Offering peace and showing him his hands and his, and his side and, and saying, you know, I am a, I'm a safe place to come. I do not come in condemnation. I come for you to, to reconcile you to the Father. Yep, yep, in the midst of your sin, in the midst of the shortcomings, God takes the, God takes the first step. And, and that's the, there's, there's so, much, so much hope in that because many times we look at our lives, we say, oh, like, I, I don't always feel a sense of peace. I, I feel nervousness. I feel restlessness. I know there are things of, in my life that are, that are out of order. And so those, those, those powerful words that the Lord speaks to us within that is, I wish you to have peace. Uh, uh, I, you know, it's not condemnation, but it's, I wish you to have peace. And it gives us the hope to, to begin again. What a great message of hope. I wish for you to have peace, even as you're saying, when the disciples may have been fearful that he did come to condemn, um, which is an excellent yep. point on that. So we are talking with Father Matthew Witter, our spiritual director today, on receiving the peace of Christ, finding the peace of Christ, having the peace of Christ in our lives. How do we do that? How do we go about receiving what the Lord so generously offers? Well, if you are longing to experience the peace of Christ and have a question for Father Witter, or if you have a story on how, on a time when you did or have or are experiencing the deep peace of Christ, the inner peace of Christ in your life, Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Our number here on the Inner Life, 888-914-9149. Of course, you can always send us an email to relevantradio.com. So, Father, as I'm reflecting on what you were just saying about uh, the disciples and their encounter, and, I mean, they were still in the midst of shakenness, I'm sure, in the midst of the upper or the room there where they were locked away, the doors being shut, um, they were, St. John tells us, for fear of the Jews, so they were um, afraid. Uh, I'm guessing that they were uh, completely kind of out of sorts because this man that they've been, this rabbi they've been following for uh, up to three years, you know, were, was has now been crucified and uh, don't know what's exactly going to happen to them next either. Um, and so I guess I'd like to use that as a springboard to talk a little bit about, you know, even when we order our lives uh, towards the Lord, there is a lot of, well, certainly disturbance and distraction in the world around us. But there's also things that are rather marked tragedies, like you were saying, the, the brutality of the crucifixion that the apostles had witnessed, either by seeing it or by hearing of it, um, of someone that they loved. Right, so maybe we can begin to talk about a little bit about what what about when tragedy strikes in our, in the world in which we live. Yeah, yeah, and of course our, our hearts go out to, to everyone in, in Texas and all those Absolutely. affected by the, the heinous, heinous actions that, that, that took place and the heroes that responded as well. And, and, and in those things, uh, our hearts, you know, we, we take ourselves to a little bit earlier in the Gospel of John, you know, John chapter 11, when... Uh, what's interesting about John chapter 11 is, you know, Jesus' best friend Lazarus had just died. His best friend Lazarus had just died, and, and Jesus wasn't there. And, you know, Martha and Mary go out to, to meet him. And one of the, the things that's, 
that's interesting is when Jesus encounters Mary, the, the scripture even says that, um, that he became perturbed and deeply troubled, that our Lord became perturbed and deeply troubled. And we don't always think of the Lord you know, as, as being perturbed or, or, or affected in that way. And then it goes on uh, when, they, when he sees Lazarus, it says um, that, that he, and, and he wept, and, and Jesus wept, which is the shortest verse in the entire scripture, and Jesus wept. It's three words, and Jesus wept. And so I think in those moments, we have to unite ourselves to the actions of, of Christ. And what did Jesus do when he, when he encountered tragedy, when he encountered death? He wept. Um, you know, he was, he was perturbed. He was, as the script says, that sense of deeply troubled, because I think Jesus, as the Son of God, he knows that this is not what is supposed to happen in the world. And so the Lord, the Lord more than any of us, um, can feel the depth of, of that pain there. And I think that's, we, we model our actions on the actions of the Lord. And then what did the Lord do in those moments? You know, he, 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 was, he was perturbed. He was, the sense of this is not how it's supposed to be. And then, and then he wept. And so, right. you know, Jesus had those, that same emotion that, that we feel in the midst of gut-wrenching tragedy and even at a deeper, a deeper level. Right. And then what did Jesus do? He, I mean, he raised, he brought Lazarus back from, from the dead. And so, uh, you know, that's that sense of healing that comes. But he, he didn't just uh, go right to, to healing Lazarus and bring him back. He wept. He right. wept. So let me follow up on that, if I may, Father, uh, because I'm also aware that, at least in my own life, and I'm guessing in the lives of others, sometimes we think that if we truly have the peace of Christ in our lives, then we're almost insulated or isolated from some of the tragedy. But the example that you're just pointing out from John chapter 11 and the death of Lazarus and Jesus' response is saying that, that no, that's not, because obviously Jesus has God's peace, um, so he, but he's not, he's not, say, emotionally uh, drawn away from these tragic event, this tragic event of his, the death of his friend, but rather it seems almost that it's, it's that which draws him into that. Am I, am I uh, right about that? Oh yeah, that's a great insight. That it, it draws it draws him into that, and and the, the life of a, a Christian, the follower of Christ, a, a Catholic, is that we're you know we seek to have the heart of Christ to conform our lives to the life of Christ, and and the Lord, wherever there's tragedy, wherever there's heartache, wherever there's you know sadness, many times that's where the Lord goes. That's where the Lord goes, and so. And, and the Lord, you know, he does not, you know, he goes and he encounters Lazarus in, in, in his healing ministry. The Lord, you know, he went to those who were, who were heal, hurting and broken. And so as, as followers of Christ, uh, we can't seek to, to come across a peace by, by like, insulating ourselves from, from everything that's happening, but, but placing, ourselves, placing ourselves in it, not with necessarily all the answers and not with, you know, like, you know, all of a sudden, things are going to be all better, and, and but just placing ourselves in the midst of the, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the, yeah. the hopelessness at times. That's what the yeah. Lord did, and that's that's what we seek to do in His name. Right. Well, Amen. We are speaking with Father Matthew Witter, who's our spiritual director today, on receiving well the peace of Christ. If you have a time where you have received that peace, if you have encountered and experienced that peace deeply in your life. Please give us a call and tell us the story, or if you're wanting to, if that's something that you're desiring, 
and you're in a specific situation that seems to be preventing you from receiving that peace, give us a call and ask Father your questions. Our number here on The Inner Life, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back right after this. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com slash Forrester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Back to the inner life. My name is Patrick Conley, in for Josh Raymond today as we're speaking about the peace of Christ. How do we receive the peace of Christ well in our lives? Our spiritual director, Father Matthew Witter, pastor of St. John Newman, St. William, St. Joseph, and St. Mary in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. So, uh, Father, I wanted to ask you and, and uh, think what we were just talking about in finding the peace of Christ, especially in tough times, in times of tragedy, uh, in times that, uh, well, we are unfortunately all too familiar with here in our nation, uh, in our world today. Um, any advice that you might be willing to give or able to give in terms of, um, you know, what to do, but also what not to do? Yeah, I think when we talk about finding that, that healing peace, you know, the, the Lord has a healing mission. I think we talked about the Lord puts himself in the midst of brokenness and sin, in the midst of, of chaos and tragedy. The, the Lord puts himself in that, and the Lord wishes to bring healing. And as as Catholics, we're, we're people of the, you know, we, we believe in the power of the resurrection, that the Lord wishes to bring kind of new life out of everything. And in that first seg- segment, we were talking a little bit about, you know, John chapter 20. And it's interesting for John chapter, in John chapter 20, like you said, it's Resurrection Sunday. And for of us, you know, 2,000 years later reading that scripture, we say, yeah, yeah, we know, you know, on the third day, Jesus is going to rise. Like, we, we know that. Like, we know that. So we can say we, we know that. But, but for the disciples, they did not know that. Like they, I mean, they had heard it. They they knew Jesus said, but they couldn't have, like they couldn't have really believed it. And and I mention that because we're, we're people that we we believe death always leads to resurrection. But this is this is the challenging part. This is the challenging part. Is that similar to the first disciples? For us, when we're dealing with heartache, when we're dealing with tragedy, uh, we're in the midst of that just that that dark valley, as we hear in Psalm 23, similar to the first disciples. We don't know exactly when the resurrection is going to come. You know, some nights, the days it can come in a matter of hours. Sometimes that three days might be three years. But but similar to the, the first disciples, um, you know, when we read the story, we know, yep, on the third day, Jesus rises. But the disciples didn't know exactly when the resurrection would come. And, and for us, in, in the healing process, this is where it's it's... We're in that dark valley. The Lord wishes to bring us out of the dark valley. The Lord wishes to bring healing. Um, but we don't know when that healing is going to come, and we can't force it. And many times, the gut-wrenching part is we can just be with the Lord and hopefully with others that walk with us in the midst of the dark valley. Uh, and I think that's maybe just a little bit of a, of a backdrop of finding the Lord's peace within tragedy is, is that it can't be rushed, it can't be forced, um, the Lord wishes to bring resurrection, 
uh, but it's not always in three days. Sometimes it, it, it takes longer, and, and there's always, the Lord's healing always comes as a surprise. As many times as we least expect it, the Lord's grace can break through. And I, I know this in my head, what you were just saying, Father, but I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and say that oftentimes if it seems like the Lord is not acting as quickly, let's be honest, as quickly as I think he should, yep. right, um, then I can start grasping at other things to try to fill that need for, for peace and healing in that time. And I guess that's what I'm, I'm thinking about, that, yeah, there are things that we sometimes turn to to try to fill that need for healing and peace um, when we really should be focusing on the Lord, right? That's that's a great observation. That's yep. That's that's our human nature, right? Is that when we're when we're, we're dysregulated, when we're thrown off, when we're in that that dark valley, as as human beings, we have an, an incredible resilience. We really do. God has placed an incredible resilience within us. But but many times we're in that dark valley, and 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 the question, you know, that you know that I think the Lord always, or you know, that the devil often tempts us with in the midst of our dark valleys, whether it's chronic pain, whether it's illness, whether it's just gut wrenching grief. Uh, whether it were caught in sin, whatever it might be, you know, the, the devil always kind of likes to come in and kind of say, "Ma, you know, the Lord's not going to come through for you. The Lord's not going to going to meet this this desire that you have. Um, you know, the, the Lord the Lord has abandoned you. You're on your own." I think though that voice always comes up, and then so often when when we we don't think the Lord is going to come through, you know, in our in our nature to kind of keep on moving, many times we substitute other things in to try to kind of soothe the pain, right? Whether it's you know, alcohol, drugs, social media, right. you know, right. any number of things, entertainment that can kind of come in and they can, you know, to, to try to numb the pain, yeah. uh, but then end up leading us, uh, leading us deeper right. into, into pain instead of into healing. Yeah. Yeah. A great, a great observation. Speaking with our spiritual director, Father Matthew Witter, about the peace of Christ and receiving that in our lives. Let's uh, let's take a phone call or two here, Father. We've got some people who've been patiently waiting. Andrew has been on the line for quite a while. Andrew from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Welcome to the Inner Life. Hi. Happy yeah. Easter to everyone. Happy Easter. Yep. So many uh, <laughs> so many things uh, come to mind uh, regarding what Father was talking about. Um, you know, this difficult moment right now in our nation i just uh i want to say you know let's um let's figure it out that we need to bring the commandments back into schools and start teaching people from the youngest age and let that be a beginning point also to get back to where we need to be morality and otherwise but um, this has been uh, last couple of years have been a challenge for a few different reasons for my, my wife and myself and something in the grand scheme of things trivial um, hit a deer lost our car thank God the deer didn't damage us uh, come into the windshield or anything and you know I've had the car for 20 years and for a day, I lamented, oh, no, my car, and uh, thankfully, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, well, great, that's an earthly thing, and <laughs> uh, now you don't have that, and you're not going to dwell on that and move on, and um, so a nice, what, a nice Andrew, consolation what, what to brought have you, that what, 
Yeah, what brought you peace in the moment, like a moment like that? Like um, hitting a deer can cause a lot of, uh, of a lot of turmoil in our lives, even if it's, as you said, it's certainly not the largest tragedy that we can encounter. But what? How did you receive the peace of Christ in the in the midst of dealing with that in the aftermath of that? Um, you know, in the moment, uh, I just reacted, and I think, you know, my guardian angel, who I pray to every day. Uh, for protection and guidance uh, helped me, helped us, uh, that we weren't injured. But, you know, when I was turning the car over and dealing with the insurance, I just, you know, I'd try to stay open to the Holy Spirit and pray every day um, in the morning and then in the evening and throughout the day, little things. You pass a church, um, you know, sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, may all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. So just trying to be mindful of God throughout the day. And when that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, my car, that hit me. And I had the mm-hmm. consolation from the Holy Spirit to go, look, it's an earthly thing, and you got to move on. And maybe God's asking you to focus more on what is needed from Him. Right. And that's a great point, Andrew. I think that that's exactly where... Um exactly where we do receive the peace of Christ. Father, let me ask you uh, to comment on that as well. Um, how how does our, our prayer and responding to tragedy with prayer, how does that help us to receive the peace of Christ in that moment? Great, great question. And, and just even in, in Andrew's story, there, there is a sense of, you know, when something, even you know, hitting a deer with a car, there is a kind of a, a, a mourning or a lamenting, like, oh, my car, 20 years I think, first of all, to start by bringing that to the Lord, you know, whatever is going on in our heart, to bring that to the Lord, whether we're proud of it or we're not proud of it, you know, bring it to the Lord, bring it to the Lord, and then we have to let the Lord speak into that. And prayer is how the Lord uh, speaks into our, our life situations. The first step, though, is we have to come to the Lord with what's really going on in our heart and in our mind. And it's prayer, then, that, that opens the opens the door for the Lord to speak. Because in, in prayer, when the Lord speaks a word, when we get uh, a sense of the Lord's word or a, a consolation from the Lord, darkness can, can turn into, into, into light. And all of a sudden, a path opens that wasn't there. Uh, but it's prayer that, that makes that possible. And, and a great reflection by Andrew then of, yeah, maybe I was, I, I, I got to be less attached to earthly things. And so the Lord speaks that type of, of uh, that word that, that insight into his heart, and that gives a new perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, I want to thank you for your call and uh, reminding us of how, how fundamentally important an attitude of prayer is to have that with us all the time. For, so uh, even when we're not facing times of great, profound tragedy, because when those times do come, uh, like you attested to, Andrew, you were moved by the Holy Spirit to to approach it, approach this even seemingly small tragedy uh, through prayer. So wonderful, wonderful example. Let's go from Andrew to Lisette, who's calling in from Long Beach, California. Lisette, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, uh, such a good topic. Um, I, uh, I'll have to share that um, several years ago when I was not in the church, um, kind of fell astray, I had... Um, done a first trimester abortion and um immediately after i i was suffering um greatly because of it uh, mentally and um i had i had also uh, lost a job too 
uh, near the time that I had an abortion and had about three car accidents in, in the same month. And um, so I was really struggling mentally. And um, I was doing, I remember I was doing a job, I was at a job training for a new job that I had start, uh, started. And um, and I was I was having such a hard time when I was sitting at, at that job training. And I, I remember I uh, envisioned myself standing up from my chair, going to the front, um, Jesus was there at the front. He was um, standing there, and I and I came over and I gave him a hug. And um, after that hug, I was full eternal peace. And um, I, I had maybe one more, uh, another, maybe two more encounters with Christ, where His presence um, brought me a lot of peace because um, uh, I you know, maybe a week or two, I, I realized what I had done was wrong and I wanted to heal from it as much as possible. So instead of turning to anything else, any substance or any person, um, that experience brought me back to the Catholic Church. Mm. So that's my um, share. <laughs> what an incredible uh, witness. Thank you so much for, for sharing that, Lisette. And you mentioned in Encountering Christ and and the Lord, if I if I understood that right, in in the in the prayer, the Lord gave you a hug, and that and you could feel a sense of peace within that. Can I ask, uh, how has your your faith life been been since then? That's been uh, you said several years ago. Um, mm-hmm. How is your faith life now? Well, I um, you know. I was raised Catholic, and then sometime in my teens, I became very unsure about it. In my mid-20s, when I had the abortion, I, um, you know, was was kind of introduced to different Christianity and, and Protestant forms, and I, I never committed to it, but I was open. And uh, after this tragedy, um, uh, I, you know, as I was looking for healing, a neighbor of mine um, invited me to some... Ignatian spiritual exercises uh, at, a, at a church, and um, after that I converted back to Catholicism, and then I got confirmed, and then I, um, you know, eventually found my husband married, and so we're, you know, my husband w- was Catholic but not uh, practicing, so he came back to the church, and now, you know, I have a son now um, who's living, and uh, we're all going to church every Sunday. Praise God. Praise God. And and your story of, you know, that that's the Lord. The Lord encounters us with that, that type of love, even in the midst of our, our sin, in the midst of our being far. You know, the Lord encounters us, and, and when you encounter the love of Christ, you know, what did you say happened next? Then I realized I realized what I had done. and But then there's a trust. There's a trust that you had with the Lord to, to continue to seek healing. Um, it, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful witness. It is a powerful witness, Lisette, and we're grateful that you've called in. And thank you for sharing your story with us, being vulnerable in that way with us. That's uh, yep. it's very we honor that, and and thank you so much for for doing that. And it's true, Father, that uh, that in those times, I think there are a lot of times that uh, we have, as Lisette said, we have this opportunity to to throw it all away, or to go somewhere else, or to uh, to look at other things. But even there. The Lord is faithful in meeting us uh, 
somehow he broke into Lisette's life and and that actually drew her back to the church rather than throwing away, which is where we find the peace of Christ. Let's go from Lisette in Long Beach, California, to Rosa, who's calling in from Whiting, Indiana. Rosa, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, good morning. Hi, Father. Good morning, uh, Rosa. Uh, good morning. Uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to share uh, a little bit on where how I received that peace that our Lord gives us. Um, every time at uh, in the, uh, when I receive Holy Communion, I spend like 10 minutes uh, meditating, and I really feel the uh, the embrace and the union that I feel with, with our Lord. And and also in the uh, visitations, when I go to the Blessed Sacrament, uh, many times I feel that uh, peace. And uh, I feel that the Lord is there uh, with me, and that gives me the strength to go uh, with all the problems and trials and fears that uh, we're going through. So I just wanted to share that that is very important when we do go receive uh, communion, uh, you know, that we spend that uh, time after we receive our Lord and thanking Him and because He stays with us and uh, just to the union that we have with Him, that's the peace that everyone needs. Uh, and I just thought that I would share that with uh, your listeners. That's beautiful, Rosa. Uh, can, can I ask when when in your life did you did you really start to to start that habit? Is that something that that you've always had, or is there, was there a moment or or a time where all of a sudden you, you you fell deeper in love with with the Eucharist than than previously? Yes, um, there. Yeah, it was like um, I mean, I was raised Catholic, but uh, there was a time in my life where, it, you know, I was not living uh, the way I should have been living. Uh, I was I was in an adulterous relationship, and but something happened where I ended up um, the first time at the Blessed Sacrament uh, at a at a chapel, which is a twenty four hour uh, adoration every day, not far from my house. And uh, so I went there, and it was that uh, hour that I was there uh, that I felt his presence, and I just uh, surrendered to him and, you know, asking for forgiveness for all the things that I've done through my life. And this was about eight years ago, and uh, it was like a 360-degree conversion, like I felt our Lord, and I just knew after that what I had to do. It was just nothing like should I do this or not, but I knew that I, you know, had to change my life, that I had to break that relationship, and live the way uh, God wants me to live. And that was my uh, conversion right there. Like I just felt His presence, and and slowly it just my life changed. And I, you know, after that, maybe a year or two years later, when I received that, you know, communion, it's just, I just feel it, that union with him. And it's very important that we do spend 10 minutes. Uh, I know sometimes it's not possible, but maybe after Mass. Uh, but those 10 minutes or 15 minutes, that we're just silent and, and thanking our Lord for coming in union with us because you at least for me, I do feel that he's there. 
Yeah, well, certainly he is there, right? I mean, that's uh, that's what he tells us, and and uh, you have been given a, a gift, I think, in being able to experience him in that way, Rosa. Father, what about that? What about if people want to increase their Eucharistic devotion and experience the peace of Christ through receiving Holy Communion? What would you suggest? I love that Rosa used the word union, because in, in, in the Eucharist, more than anything, we, we come into union mm. with our Lord, and, and her what she says about you know taking some time after receiving communion, and if your parish has adoration, that's that's such a beautiful moment of of coming into union with the Lord. Because sometimes you know, let's face it, we you know we receive communion at mass, but then we're you know out the door and we're you're heading to brunch or getting back to watch a sports game or you know taking kids to sports and what I have no idea what you're talking so we, about, Father. <laughs> really. <laughs> Right, uh, um, you know. So we we receive the Lord, and we recognize, like, oh, I, I have received communion, but but so often we're we're on the move, and, and we don't always have time to to just to sit with the Lord and to listen to the Lord and to to be like that beautiful word to be in union with the Lord. And so, you know, times of adoration. If your parish says adoration, if you try to get to, to church early, say after, just to take that time with with our Lord and just to just to receive. That, that that peace that he gives just in the quiet uh, the lord the lord works in, in adoration and communion the lord looks upon us the lord lives within us and whether we say anything we don't even have to use words but just with just the consciousness of, of christ present with us the lord looks at us and we look at the lord and rose said slowly slowly we we change we our hearts are converted right absolutely we're speaking with our spiritual director father matthew witter today on recognizing and then receiving the peace of Christ. If you have, if you are currently longing to receive the peace of Christ in a particular situation in your life, then feel free to give us a call. Ask your questions of Father, 888 or if you have experienced the peace of Christ in such a deep and dear way, as our callers Andrew Lissette and Rosa have all done uh, and shared their stories with us that way, then please do give us a call and tell us how you have received and enjoyed and uh, lived into the peace of Christ. 888-914-9149. I know personally, I was taught by a Benedictine nun, Sister Bernadine, may she rest in peace, uh, the great power of the memorare in bringing peace. Uh, and not not least of, I have to be honest, not least of when I was riding around in her car with her driving. <laughs> we, uh, oh, really? Well, she's the one who taught me. Pray the memorare, Patrick. Pray the memorare. And so uh, if you would like to take your month of Mary to another level with Father Rocky's new book, there's still time. His new free book is The Memorare Moment. Learn more about the prayer, the memorari, and why praying it right now can change history. It's 100% free. There's no shipping. There's no handling. But it's only available for a very limited time. And copies are going fast. Sign up today at relevantradio.com slash moment. Well, if you do uh, experience, want to experience the peace of Christ or have experienced the peace of Christ, give us a call, 888-914-9149. Uh, we've got another caller or two waiting on on deck, but we have some time for more calls. But we're going to take a short break, a brief break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to The Inner Life. 
here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond today. My thanks to our producer, Nick Sentovich, and also Thomas Engeser, who is on the phones for us today. Our spiritual director today is Father Matthew Witter from the Archdiocese of Milwaukee, and we're talking about the peace of Christ and how to receive it well in our lives. Father, uh, I'm going to suggest that we go right back to the phones. We've got Tony, who's calling in from Mesa, Arizona. Tony, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Doing well, thanks Mm -hmm. for calling. Good, so, you know, I I have, I don't know how to try to keep this brief, but we uh, definitely had some traumatic life experience with my with my lovely bride who passed away a few years ago. Um, mm. We, she was in the hospital at one point, and I, we had mm. small children at the time. And I was getting groceries and trying to work, and I was listening to relevant radio, and someone read a portion of the Divine Providence um, of, of, of abandonment to, to Divine Providence, um, the part when. Uh, you know, the stone was sitting there and it's being struck by, by the artist. And it, it's painful to the stone, but if it could talk, it would say it's none of my business because he's going to make me into something beautiful. That resonated with me. Um, I had uh, my 20-year marriage, 15 of it was, you know, my lovely bride had addiction and, and, and alcoholism, but we knew it was because she had self-hatred. Uh, she Her body finally gave out. Mm. and But because of that, I'm not afraid anymore. I've, I've learned how to give everything to God and to, and it, it, I've used it as a gift because the absolute emotional pain that me and our kids went through, um, through all the things that she had and to not give up on God. And he always took care of us. And so things don't seem to be as, don't bother me as much anymore. And so I use it as a gift because I have I have the ability to tell people this is what I've been through, and God was there, and you will you will experience that too. Just be thankful for all things, and I've learned that term: be thankful for all things, because I he he has a plan, and it's not a, it's up to us just to let the artist do his work and let him work in our lives, and he'll he'll make us into something beautiful. That's a great so, testimony, Tony. You mentioned, uh, you know, I'm not afraid anymore. You mean that in the sense of because you know that God will take care of you. Is, is that kind of what you meant by that? Yes, that's exactly. I mean, yes, I'm not. You know, yeah. Uh, the way society is going right now, the only thing I really fear is not making it to confession often because you never know what's going to happen. But I feel like, all right, God, it's up to you. You know, I'm I'm ready, and I, I don't I don't I don't fear things. I don't fear life. I don't fear, you know, um, just, I just didn't learn how to take things in stride and give it all to him. I've learned how to give things to God. And I, I have, I'm filled with his peace at the moment, yeah. Yeah, so often we give things to God and then we try to take it back right away. But uh, if I can ask, you know, you mentioned, you know, not being afraid and, and you know, going through this trauma, dealing with your wife's addiction and, and you know, the root of self-hatred there. What's What's been the the time after? Like, have have you found healing from her death? Or what's that, that time after, you know, oh, we, her death? So, like? yes, we have found healing. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, it was, it was day in, day out, caregiving, um, work-life caregiving balance with our four children and 
and it was very, very, it was very hard, but yes, it was the, the healing we've had, um, the peace we have in our lives now. Um, obviously there's, there's the, the difficulty now is trying to convince my kids that everything's going to be okay. I mean, they're doing very well. Um, you know, you know, I just had my, uh, third child graduate from high school, Catholic school. Um, she's going on to college and my older two are in college and they're just great, amazing kids. And it's only, it's only through the grace of God that I have all four of my kids are just absolutely amazing. And so, because they have every reason to rebel. They have every reason to be angry and, and, and hate and get into, but they're not, they're amazing kids. And it could only be through the grace of God that that's happened. Amen. 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 Yeah, you, you talked about surrendering and trusting that God is going to come through. And I think for many of our listeners, with, with children especially, and, and raising kids, that's an ultimate act of, of surrender and, and trusting God, right? Amen. Yes. And I, I remember there's times I've had to talk with, to a priest, you know, when my wife was, you know, kind of early on in her in her illnesses and he taught me the abandonment divine providence prayer. And I'm like, well, how do I give my kids to God? I mean, I want to protect them. And he's like, you give everything to God and be thankful for all things. And that takes a lot of practice, but in the end, it's just that peace that comes with it is just amazing. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful words. Give everything to God. Be thankful for all things. Yeah, and maybe that's a good uh, opportunity for some reflection too, Father, is is the role of gratitude in receiving the peace of Christ and keeping our... You started out the program talking about how a well-ordered life is something that will lead us to Christ's peace. Where does What kind of role does gratitude play in having a well-ordered life, but also in leading us to Christ's peace? Gratitude is, is you know, many times... Gratitude is a, is a key that unlocks blessings from God. Uh, you know, to, to have that, that attitude of gratitude is, is many times in, in, the, in the spiritual life, it, it unlocks uh, blessings from God because many times the enemy tries to, to disturb our peace, to, 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 to kind of allow us to just kind of put ourselves in that, that dark pit and, and we can easily get discouraged and beat ourselves up and all these things. And gratitude is one of the best ways to is to fight back against discouragement, against that, that sense of just giving up, uh, to, to look around and say, okay, what can I be, what can I be thankful for uh, today? Even you know, those of you who, you know, when you pray the rosary, even in each Hail Mary, you can even start by, by, by praying it even in gratitude for, for a particular blessing, uh, someone, something, whatever it might be, or, or even uh, you can even just take the, the beads of the rosary and on each bead just say something you're thankful for, however simple it might be, but, but gratitude uh, keeps us from just falling into despair and it helps us recognize, as, as Tony kind of pointed out, that even in difficult moments, even in, in the darkness of our lives, God is still taking care of us in, in different ways. And, and Tony's story uh, really attests to that. Yeah, it really did. Thank, Tony, thank you for your call. Appreciate you calling into the inner life and sharing that. Um, and. I'm sure for you and for all of our callers, uh, we'll be in prayer, holding, holding you in prayer, and, and, and we are grateful. Um, speaking of gratitude, we are grateful that you called in today and shared your story with us, which is born out of, from your own experience of giving everything to God and being thankful in all things. So 
Great. Father, uh, just a few minutes left here and wanted to actually ask you about one other thing um, while we're talking about the peace of Christ and receiving the peace of Christ well, living into the peace of Christ in our lives. Um, we talked before about some of the things that we can use as substitutes for that peace. We can use entertainment and uh, of all you know of all kinds, and and that can look a number of different ways, I suppose. This may be similar, but I think it's slightly different. What are some of the obstacles to experiencing the peace that Christ wants to give us? The world, the flesh, and the devil. I think those would be the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the three, those, those simple things, you know, the, the situations the world puts in our minds, our own kind of desires that at times can go, can go sideways, and of course the, the temptations that the devil gives us and, and you know, I think the key is is that there's there's no good reason to lose our sense of peace. Sometimes we think when things go really bad, when we experience deep, deep tragedy, we we kind of throw away that that desire to have peace. And of course, peace looks different in, in different contexts. But we're, we're never meant to to throw away our our sense of peace. And as we mentioned, peace only comes from being you know abiding. That word that Rosa used in union with with the Lord. And so uh, to stay in union with the Lord, uh, to wait upon the Lord, many times it's it's waiting upon the Lord and not, you know, grasping at, at something else to to take the place, but but waiting on the Lord, waiting on the, the resurrection that, that the Lord does does wish to provide. Mm-hmm. Right. And that waiting is is a fundamental thing that we all need to learn. Um, in my better days I'm I can admit that I'm doing slightly better at it, but uh, I still have a very long way to go, <laughs> at least in my own life. And then finally, Father, um, in our closing minute or two here, just wanted to ask, how can we be, St. Francis says that wonderful prayer of make me an instrument of your peace, at least it's attributed to him anyway, and um, how, can we, how can we be an instrument of peace? One or two quick suggestions. Be united to the Lord in prayer. Be united to the Lord in prayer. It's the Lord who is, can only give true peace. But then I think the other thing is, simply as it can, it says to try to love our neighbor as ourself. And so try to, every person that stands in front of us, they have a story, and we don't always know what, what the story is, but there's, there's something going on. And to try to, as the Lord did, and many times we, we, we hear the Lord in the Scripture say that the Lord looked at the crowds with, with compassion. And I think that's a, a huge word, to, to look at one another with a, with a sense of, of compassion. Yeah, to view the other. I know that that's a that's a wonderful practice to get into, and there is a there is a. It takes practice, though. Um, that's at least in my own life. That's what I've seen is that uh, it doesn't just you can't flip a switch and start doing that automatically. Well, Father, it's been a joy and a pleasure to talk about this important topic, especially given the state yep. of our of our nation and this world today, um, where there are lots of ways where there are lots of places and ways where there are people who are experiencing great tragedy. Again, our hearts go out to those in Texas, to those in Ukraine, and uh, yeah. But uh, we can't do it all without uh, we can't do anything without the blessing of Christ. So, Father, may we have your blessing, please, as we close the show. We ask you, Father, that you would pour out fullness of your blessing, the fullness of the peace that only you can give, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Father Matthew Witter has been our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life as we've talked about receiving the peace of Christ. Tomorrow, hey, how are you at sharing Christ with others, that great task of evangelization that is incumbent upon all of us as practicing Catholics? Well, how about how to do it joyfully? Father Ethan Southern is going to be with us here on The Inner Life tomorrow to talk through that important topic. Right now, though, it's time for the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass with Father Greg Parent. Thank you for tuning in to The Inner Life. Hope that it's been a great help to you in your spiritual life. Peace be with you.